Praise the Lord. Greetings in the name of the Lord. This is Holy Lady T checking in on today. And yes, I am still saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And I am enjoying my life with Jesus. How about you? Woo! Let's give God the glory and the praise on this day. Ooh, it's so sunny and so beautiful. He is always greatly to be praised. And you all, on this Tell It Like It Is Tuesday, I wanted to deal with mental health. This whole month was like dedicated to like mental health awareness. And I think it's something that needs to be talked about, especially, especially in the church, the church building. Uh, it needs to be addressed and we need to understand ourselves mentally we need to understand others others mentally and the mental health conditions that they may have because a lot of people are suffering in silence and so today like my message is entitled in the silence in the silence our mental health matters so if you have a condition mentally you need to make that thing known. And I'm not saying you got to broadcast it to everyone, but you don't need to sit there and suffer in silence. You have these thoughts, you have these out of control emotions and all of this. It's time to end the silence because that's why a lot of people are committing suicide because they're silent about these things. They're afraid that they will be judged or whatever. Listen, this is about you and your mental health. So you can't care about what others think. It's time for you to open up your mouth and come to somebody that can help you because there is help. You can overcome, especially with Jesus' help. But we're going to go on in some things because I looked this up and I have some valid information that I want to share with you all on today. And it, it's just time out. It's time out for shouting and dancing and flipping over the pews in church but yet you going home and you mentally going crazy and you you can't deal with certain things it's time out for that it's time out for that you got to deal with what's going on inside of you or it will take you out and i'm not saying that it's always demon possessed but guess what if you don't deal with your mental health you will leave room for the devil to come in, trick you, deceive you, destroy your life because you figure there's no way out but to kill yourself. So that's why you have to deal. Like you can't come to God and act like you don't have nothing wrong. He wants you to acknowledge that something is wrong. Lord, help me. And then when you do that, then you need to reach out for the proper help, whether it's a mental health therapist, your pastor, somebody, a trusted godly friend. Listen, I'm dealing with this. And see, your pastor watch over your soul. So you should be feel free to come to him and talk to him about this. And if he can't deal with it, he can point you to somebody else that can help you like them the therapist and the pastor together working together to understand what mental health illness that you have what's the steps that they can use to help you to overcome this because it's even christian mental health therapists so that so don't suffer in silence we must end the silence we must not judge people when they start going emotional crazy or something something was wrong or something is wrong something may have happened and so we have to address 
these mental health issues. Stop covering it up with a dance and a shout because it's not going away by that because you have went through some things or some things might be going on in your head, just different things that may have even got passed down to you. We're going to get to that and you have to deal with it. You can't pretend that it didn't happen. Ignore it. No, you came to Jesus. You received salvation. You must deal with the natural part of you. Don't pretend like it didn't happen because it's going to show up again. You got to deal with it. Talk about it with somebody that can help you. And I'm telling you, God is, ooh, he's a healer. God is a healer. And that's what the church is for. We're here for you. And we're here to point you to different people that can help you through this. But you can't suffer in silence no more. It's time to be healed completely in the name of Jesus. And so we're going to go through a lot of different things. All right. Number one, mental health refers, we're going to define mental health. Mental health refers to our emotional and social well-being and impacts how we think. It refers to our emotional and social well-being and impacts how we think, feel, and behave. It impacts how we think, feel, and behave. It plays a role in connecting with others, making decisions, handling stress, and many other aspects of daily life. What is a health, you know, a mental health condition? A mental health condition or mental illness refers to a set of symptoms that have been identified by the mental health community. Mental health conditions are described in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the International Classification of Diseases, or by people who or by people with lived experiences. People with mental health conditions deal with changes in emotions, thinking, and or behavior. And so if you have these changes yourself, you need to do some self-inventory and figure out like what's going on. You may need to consult your doctor, but we'll get there. Um, and if you see somebody that, well, they just start acting out of the norm with their, with their behavior, something may have triggered them to start acting like that, but it, it was there. But again, something triggered it for them to start acting like that. So you may need to check on your friend, your buddy, somebody that's coming to church because hmm, this is out the norm. And this is out the norm. That's why y'all, we, we can't hide. You got to be you and the church is going to accept you for who you are. Like they're going to accept you. So you shouldn't hide the things that you went through, especially with your pastor, they need to know these things so they can help you, provide you with the resources, have put out a plan to help you to succeed in your natural and your spiritual life. Don't hide. It's okay because all of us had a past before we received salvation. So you don't hide that. That needs to be made known. So if some things start to happen or we see you have... Uh, behaving a certain way oh wait a minute something must have triggered it something must have triggered it let's help not let's not let's push him or her away but let's help and so anyway um no matter what kind of mental health condition someone is facing it's always possible to recover so i am on here to tell you that there is hope you do not have to die this way 
you can have good mental health. And we're going to go through a lot of different things because you can't suffer in silence. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And see, the thief, which is the devil, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So he wants you to suffer in silence so he can start speaking to your mind. And then you can, so you can take yourself out of here and kill yourself. Don't suffer in silence, y'all. Anyway, you can recover. You can overcome it. There's people that have overcame mental health illnesses. Mental illness, excuse me. Mental illnesses. People have overcame it. Don't suffer in silence. So I'm going to name a few mental health conditions. You may have heard of them. Anxiety, depression, bipolar, schizophrenia, PTSD, OCD. These are different mental health um, issues. And they, the thing is, if you see, like sometimes you may have different symptoms, but if it's not lasting, that don't mean that you have a mental health condition. Okay, you just might be having some mental problems at the time. But if it's not lasting, then then it's probably not a mental health condition. So it say to be diagnosed, the changes in your thinking and emotions must be seriously hurting your ability to do the things um, that you want to do and sticking around longer than they should, weeks or months, depending on the condition. So it's seriously hurting your ability to do th- to do the things that you want to do, and it's sticking around for weeks or months. And so, uh, like for instance, anxiety. It says you have to have the symptoms for at least six months. With depression, it says the symptoms you should have those for at least two weeks. Bipolar, two weeks for depressive episode, one week for mania, and four days for hypomania schizophrenia symptoms for six months ptsd symptoms for one month and ocd symptoms for two weeks so the symptoms must last some time again and you must it must be seriously hurting your ability to do the things that you would do and so quick fact time uh 21 percent of all U.S. adults live with a mental health condition. The prevalence of mental health condition is highest among adults reporting two or more races. I thought, I found this very interesting. I'm going to say it again. The prevalence of mental health conditions is highest among adults reporting two or more races. And it may be so many reasons for this, but they struggling. And so I really like, I didn't think before reading this that like people would have the problem. Well, I'm going to say I didn't think it was a huge problem because I know of, you know, some people that have told me that like they have problems because, you know, they are mixed with two races. And so, and then when I read this, I was like, wow, like it really is an issue. And so anyway, we need to check on our, um, check on our friends and people that's around us because you don't know what they are struggling with. And for some odd reason, it might be an identity crisis, like because they're, they're two races or whatever, and they may have to deal with different 
issues just because there are two races. You never know. But I'm telling y'all, y'all should treat everybody with kindness. Like, don't look down on someone because they are mixed. And I know, especially in the South, if someone is mixed with Caucasian and Black, some people look at them strange. And I'm like, really? So you should not be like that. Embrace, because we're all the human race. And I didn't know that was going to rhyme. But embrace, because we're all the human race. Anyway, 46% of Americans will meet the criteria for a diagnosable mental health condition at some time in their life. 46%. So kindness, compassion, and take care of yourself. Be prepared. Like, I like to be proactive, so I would not die or be a part of having a mental condition. But if you do have a mental condition, then we're going to talk about, like, you have to realize some symptoms and some triggers and all of that. So that if this trigger me, then I'm going to stay away from that. And if you're in it, then, okay, this is what I need to do to get out of it. But 46% of Americans will meet the criteria for a diagnosable mental health condition at some time in their life. All right. Now, what plays a role in developing mental health conditions? I found this to be very interesting. And see, y'all, you have to get educated so you can be able to have compassion, show compassion, be relatable with people that may have a mental health condition or have had one in the past. So I like to get I like to get knowledge because see, knowledge is a power, but applied knowledge is even more powerful. I like to get educated again. So um, prayerfully, I will not find myself having um, a mental illness. And and if I know somebody that have a mental illness, I know how to deal with them. I know how to talk to them. I know how to have compassion and kindness and be a listening ear because they're really going through some things. It's just like having a physical illness. It's serious. Okay. It say most mental health conditions do not have a single cause. They have many possible causes called risk factors. The more risk factors you have, the more likely you are to develop a mental health condition in your lifetime. Okay, here, this risk factors don't just affect who will and won't develop a mental health condition. They also impact the seriousness, the seriousness of symptoms and when those symptoms will show up. Okay, here are several risk factors. N number one, social detriments of health. Social detriments of health. And I'm, I'm probably going to deal with this one for a while. Social detriments of health, they call it SDOH, are the condition in which people live, learn, and work. Social detriments of health are the condition in which people live, learn, and work and play that impact their health and quality of life. There are five main categories. Financial stability, education access and quality, healthcare access and quality, neighborhood and living environment, and social and community life. And so I'm going to say the categories again. So these are some risk factors. Financial stability, education access and quality, healthcare, ex healthcare access and quality, 
neighborhood and living environment and social and community life. And so why I really want to harp on this and me as being an educator, we basically in the South Panola district, we have good education, access to education, a quality, you can get a quality education in this area. But what I'm most concerned about is neighborhood and living environment. And so neighborhood and living environment. And there are some neighborhoods that's around that's around the Patesville where I live that are very toxic. Like you can walk outside or whatever and see somebody gambling. You can walk outside and see somebody getting high. You can walk outside and see all this cursing and cursing and people people talking down on others and not lifting people up and bullying and all of these things. You can see, you know, you can just see all of this stuff and, and, and you can see that, you know, it's toxic. And so that's putting you at risk. And then the financial stability part is like, it's a lot that a lot that is living and like, this is like poverty, poverty stricken. And, and so since it's poverty stricken, that can mess with somebody's mental health. That can mess with your mental health. Um, and then you don't want to say it weakens your uh, weaken healthy social connections because it's like you don't really want to be connected with people because especially our children, because they think somebody's going to talk about them, the clothes they have on, they sh- the clothes they have on, the shoes they have on and all of this. And so that can be a risk factor. And so, and then you don't have like, you don't have positivity around you. So it's hard to really keep a good, it's hard to keep good mental health when you're surrounded, especially as a child. I'm gonna say as a child first, when you're surrounded by all of this negativity that you you just around. And so that's why, I, I really feel for our young people and a lot of young people that are growing up in terrible neighborhoods because that's all they see every day. And some people, it's even worse. All they see every day is people shooting, you know, shooting, killing, stabbing, gangs, and all it is. And it's like, ah, no, it's not a stable environment. And so this can be a risk factor. This can play a role in your mental health. And we're going to get to some other things, but um, what you're around don't mean you t- you're taking part in it necessarily, but what you're around, it, it can influence your mental health. Imagine like if every day, like you live in a household where the father is cursing out the mother or the father. Okay. That's probably going to be under trauma. We're going to go to trauma. Let's go to trauma. Any experience that was highly stressful shocking or dangerous to you can be traumatic any experience that was highly successful shocking or dangerous to you can be traumatic okay so it's highly stressful shocking or dangerous trauma is different for everyone and i didn't even know this part of the definition i was like wow trauma is different for everyone what feels normal to someone else might be traumatic to you and vice versa So a traumatic event can threaten your physical safety, like being in a car accident. That can be traumatic. Remember, these are risk factors, trauma. A traumatic event can threaten your physical safety, like being in a car accident. 
or it can be more emotional, like the sudden death of a loved one. Traumatic experiences can be one-time events, like getting in a fight, or ongoing, like bullying or childhood neglect. And so I'm about to deal with that because a lot of a lot of our children are suffering, and a lot of time it bleeds over into adulthood. And so, and it says a traumatic experience can happen one time, and this is a risk factor. Or it can be ongoing. And like I was mentioning, um, like you witnessing your father beating up on some beating up on your mother, beating up or verbally abusing your mother, or your father molesting you, or your sibling having sexual relations with you, or someone raping you, or it can be it can be anything anything or if you a boy and another man molested you or raped you that's traumatic or if you was in a fight and you got beat up so bad that they all they almost or did knock you unconscious that is traumatic someone jumped you that is traumatic and so these are risk factors okay risk factors and so you don't, you don't want to do it. Oh, you witness your parent, your brother, your sister, a friend getting killed. That's traumatic. Certain images, certain scenes, certain situations, it's hard for us to get out of our mind. And so these are risk factors for mental health conditions. And we need to take this in consideration. And so that's why I'm really, really, I'm, I'm, God has, I say, Lord, I thank you. Like, God has really developed my patience and my uh, my awareness of certain things because, again, when you see a child and even an adult acting a certain way, sometimes something has happened to them in their past, in their childhood. If they're a child, then something is happening to them or have happened. And they start, and they're acting this way because of these traumatic experiences. That's why we have to be mindful and we have to be patient and we have to be loving and we have to be caring because you never know what someone have went through that have triggered a mental health condition and now that's why they're behaving a certain way. Their emotions is out of control. One time they're nice, and one time, anger. Because something in the brain so I'm telling y'all, we as the body of Christ, we have to be mindful of these things because everything is not demonic. Something happened that was traumatic. Okay. Anyway, and we have to consider these things. It's to also say situations like loneliness, seeing an accident, natural disasters, poverty, and racism can cause a trauma response. And I know, especially back in the day, back in the day, and even some people that's still alive that's older, it and they, they, they're African-American and they went through those situations with the up with another race, it can cause them to, they're at risk factor for a mental health condition. 
Like imagine seeing someone, seeing someone, one of your love members get hung, burnt to death, shot to death from another race. Just because they was another race, they didn't do anything, they didn't do anything wrong, but that happened. So that can be, that can be um, a trauma. Racism can cause a trauma response. And then like you, I'm just saying, we have to be very, we have to be very, very careful. Very, very careful. Um, genetics. And I think this is very important because I know like, like down in my genealogy, if I'm saying that right, I can see certain, certain patterns of things that have went on for generation to generation to generation. And so mental health, mental, I mean, a mental illness can be something that have went on from generation to generation to generation. Okay, your genes are passed down from your parents and ancestors. They act as a blueprint for how your body and brain develop and function. There's no one gene that decides if you'll have a mental health condition. Instead, many genes affect the way your brain develops, making you more or less likely to develop a, met a mental health condition later. So it makes you more or less likely to, to develop a mental Because again, these are risk factors, risk factors. So if you see that depression and anxiety and all of these things like went down and other mental health conditions that I'm not mentioning right now, but I'm just saying you seen this was in your mama, your mama's mama, this, 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 or whoever it was in, but you see how it was passed down from generation to generation to generation. Like you as a young child might did understand like, man, auntie's crazy. Or something, but you labeled it as crazy, but they had a mental health condition, but you see that, but that was in them and before them, and it just kept getting passed down. What you got to say on today is this stops with me. This this stops with me. I'm gonna do something about it. I'm not gonna ignore it because my children are not going to be like this. You got to say this. You don't make excuses and say, my mama was like this. My daddy was like this. So I'm going to be like this. The devil is alive up in here. You got to say through the power of the Holy Ghost, this mental health, not mental health, mental illness stops with me. It stops with me. It ends with me. I acknowledge this. I see it. But by the power of God, it will not continue through my bloodline. It stops with me. I will end it because I have a power that's more stronger than me. That Holy Ghost power. I'm telling you, y'all got to tap into it. You got to ask God to fill you with the Holy Ghost. And then you got to deal with it. What happened to me? This wasn't, some things was not your fault. It was passed down from generation. Or you seen something as in your childhood, but it got to stop with you. You have to acknowledge it, address it. And you will live through it. And you will overcome it. So your child will have to go through that same thing. It stops with you. Glory to God. We got to make up in our mind. We ain't going to let this thing continue. We ain't going to let it continue. Glory to God. We going on. Uh, biology and brain chemistry is another. Biology and brain chemistry is another risk factor. 
Some brains are wired differently, have too high or two levels of certain neurotransmitters or are damaged after a head injury. So we have to recognize that our brains are wired differently. Habits and lifestyle. Habits and lifestyle. Um, it's important to take care of your body and your mind. We should know that. Things like not getting enough high quality sleep. Things like not getting enough of high quality sleep. Regularly unhealthy food choices. Lack of exercise and poor stress management can all play a role in developing a mental health condition. So I'm going to say it again. Not getting enough high quality sleep. Regularly unhealthy food choices. Lack of exercise and poor stress management can all play a role in developing a mental health condition. So we're going to go on. So this is my thing. If, if you know that like, like you are prone, like your genetics, these people was like this before you, before you, before you, then you got to deliberately do some things because you can't help how you was born. You can't help like how your mother and father was, but you can't help how you eat, how you exercise, how you um just sleep and all of this. You can help those things. You can help those things. Okay, so we're going to do what we can help substance abuse this is another risk factor using drugs or alcohol can trigger a mental health condition by affecting mood sleep relationships and physical health so stay away from the drugs and alcohol you 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 making your situation worse you making you're making your mental illness worse or you're going to be more prone to have a mental health illness it say it can also lead to changes in some of the brain areas involved in other mental health conditions like depression and schizophrenia. You are already depressed. So so you know how people try to try to cover up or ignore the depression and drink themselves? Honey, child, you just made your depression worse because it ain't going away. It's staying. And it, it just got worse. So the drugs and the alcohol is going to make your mental illness worse or it's going to make you be at more risk to have depression and, all, and some other mental health conditions. So stay away from the drugs and alcohol, y'all. This ain't me talking. This ain't me talking. When I say this ain't me talking, I didn't write this. This is from a violent source. Okay, now, are this, I like how I ask, am I destined to have a mental health condition it is important to know that experiencing any of these factors does not mean that you'll de definitely develop a mental health condition it don't mean that so we're not saying that but you can take steps to reduce your risk factors you can take steps to reduce your risk factors now i'm gonna name some risk factors the risk factors again just in case you're writing it down social detriments of health and the five categories was financial stability, education access and quality, healthcare access and quality, neighborhood and living environment, and social and community life. Second risk factor, trauma. Third risk factor, genetics. Fourth risk factor, biology and brain chemistry. 
fifth risk factor, habits and lifestyle. And sixth risk factor, substance abuse. All right, fun fact time. Fun facts. Children who experience trauma are approximately 1.3 times more likely to develop a mental health condition. Wow. Children who experience trauma are approximately 1.3 times more likely to develop a mental health condition as adults than children who don't experience trauma. So if you experience if you experience trauma as a child, you are more likely to develop a mental health condition as an adult than somebody that didn't experience a uh, trauma in their childhood. 1.3 times. And so that's why parents, parents, you need to be careful. You don't need you don't need to be the person that's responsible for your children experiencing trauma. Because what you cause to happen in their childhood can affect them in their adulthood. And that's why a lot of adults may be struggling on today because of things that happen in their childhood. They didn't even have, it wasn't even a part. And then some people grow up into adulthood blaming themselves. When it wasn't their fault, it was a parent's fault. 1.3 times likely to have a mental health condition. I need y'all to listen to me on today. Because some you adults that's listening to me, if you are having, I'm going to go through some things. If you are having mental health symptoms mental symptoms excuse me mental symptoms you need to go to the doctor and get it checked out because a lot of things that may have happened to you in your childhood impacting you now as an adult and you need to talk to someone you need to get it out and you need to make some steps so you can live a health so your mental so your mental health will be good but parents, we got a responsibility. Don't do it. That's why I was like, ain't no way. Ain't no way. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be selfish. No, no, no. If, 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 when, no, when, when I get married, no, 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 no. My children, if the man can treat me loving and caring, oh, we going to treat my children loving and caring. I'm not going to have, like, and you got to make sure. Because these some men show some warning signs. And sometimes your children don't feel comfortable around a certain person. It may be for a reason. And you know what? I'm about to expose some things on today. Some people in the church. Some children have got molested. So I'm just, I'm getting off the parents. Now parents, is important that you make sure that your children are not experiencing traumatic things right under your nose and if they do come to you and say something happened don't push it under the rug no we're going to dress it. i don't care if it was uncle uncle jigaboo uncle nasty or aunt thought i don't care who it was oh no we're going to deal with this because i believe what my child is saying about you don't you ever lay your nasty self up in my house again don't you ever be around my child alone again get yourself together
And I'm telling you, we're going to deal with it. We're going to address it. Because we don't hide things. Hide things. We hide things and multiply. And multiply. And it becomes worse. So, mm -mm. anyway, people that have claimed to be a Christian, people that have claimed to be a pastor, people that have claimed to be a deacon, a brother, a, all of these positions in the church, molesting little children, sleeping with the women, <sighs> sleeping, no, sleeping with children. And then it could be a woman because it's like, like you manipulated her so bad. A pastor that was in a pastor position. But let me tell y'all one thing. These people that's doing this, God ain't telling them to do this. This is something that they doing in their own flesh, a nasty flesh. This ain't something that God told them to do. And if it's found out in the body of Christ that they molested and they sleeping around with the women in the congregation, they need to sit their butt down. They don't need that position anymore. Oh, no, I don't stand by nobody that is doing something like this out in the open. You manipulating young girls to sleep with you and you have a wife, even if you don't. You using your title to ooh, to manipulate people and get them to do what you want. To, well, get them to do what you uh. -uh. I'm going to go on. I'm not going to dwell on this, but that's why the confidence in the church have left. But I'm telling y'all. It's still some holy men of God. Because I know my father is one of them. My father is one of them. He don't even like to counsel young women by himself. Unless his wife or somebody else is present. To keep his good name. So listen. No, 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 no. This is no. This is not what the body of Christ is about. And it's a shame that children experience it at a young age. And that's why they, they don't even think that God loved them. Because somebody that claimed to be representing God. Did this nasty mess with them. The devil is a lie. The devil is a lie today. God did not tell them to do that. And it's just, it just really gets to me. No. And yes, that person that did the wrong can ask for forgiveness. But what I'm saying is what they did was wrong. And we don't agree with the wrong that they have done. It's just messed up so many adults and their confidence in the church. But you got to know that there are some true holy people of God. Everybody is not like that just because this pastor may have done that. All pastors are not like that. Okay, so we're going to go on. Um, I like this. It says the brain chemical dopamine, sometimes known as the feel-good neurotransmitter, is what allows you to feel pleasure and motivation. When the brain's dopamine system is not working as it is meant to, it has been linked to schizophrenia symptoms. So the chemicals in the brain is not working correctly. All right. We're going to go on because I try not to dwell on that, but I'm sorry. Y'all, I just hate my heart goes out for our children and that's why i'm like i got uh-uh my children can't go over everybody how mm -mm, can't spend a night mm -mm. and i don't care if they say they saved or not nah. if i see that it's something funny about you no my kids ain't about to be alone with you ain't i don't care what kind of trip you done went on or going on no if i feel something funny about you my children ain't coming around you that's just how that's about to be and and, and we have to have that spirit of discernment 
to be able to feel what's right. Because everybody that claims to be saved is not saved. We're going to go on. Recognizing when you need help with your mental health. Recognizing when you need help with your mental health. Now, this is a mental health concern. A mental health concern is anything that causes a person to believe their mental health may be suffering. Okay? You don't need to be diagnosed with a mental health condition to be dealing with a mental health concern. So that's the difference. Okay, here go some common signs of mental health concerns. And this is some things that we need to look for in people. When they start to happen, then something may be going on wrong mentally. Okay, isolation. You used to be really outgoing and positive, but now you spend most of your time home alone. That's not for some people that like being by themselves. They always like being by themselves. No. I'm talking about people that normally they're always with the crowd. They're always happy, joyful, joyful, positive. And then you see that, wait a minute, like they start wanting to be to themselves all the time. They don't want to talk. They just want to be alone all the time. Okay. Isolation. And see, that's how Satan, Satan is talking through the minds of some people. Because see, this is this is what happened. They isolate themselves from the crowd. The people that really love them and care for them, they isolate themselves. And so now the only thing they hear is their negative thoughts that's coming through their head. They just keep hearing those negative thoughts, keep hearing those negative thoughts. And then they overcome with it. And that's a dangerous thing. That's a dangerous thing because that's how Satan get in your mind and convince you to do something that you're not. And God do love you. God care. There's people that care and love you too. But Satan just convince you otherwise. So we're going to go on. Isolation is a health concern. Losing interest. Like you're not interested in the things that you used to be interested in. It could be food. It can be music. It can be sports. It can be different hobbies, work, and school. You're just not interested in the things that you used to be interested in. Trouble focusing. You can't concentrate enough to follow conversations with friends. Like, you just, you're there, but you're not there. You're not following the conversation. Um, trouble focusing. Short temper. Short temper. You are easily irritated and keep lashing out at people. You are easily irritated and keep lashing out at people that you care about. That's the problem. So we're going to go over the four common signs of mental health concerns again. Isolation, losing interest, trouble focusing, and short temper. Okay, so it's saying like it's never too early to seek treatment if you want help for your mental health. Like it's never, it's like never too early. It's never too early. If you feel like you, this, these health concerns is going on, contact your, uh, your primary doctor. Um. Now, there's another thing. You need to learn about yourself because, see, like, if you don't know yourself, then it's hard to really determine if you have a mental illness. So, um, you got to pay attention to, like, your thoughts, your feelings, and your behavior because we're talking about mental health now. Your thoughts, your feelings, and your behavior. Pay attention. Because if you see, wait a minute, I used to be like this, but now I'm like this. Or you can see that, okay, I'm having a pattern of this. Okay, something might be going on mentally. Take Okay, under learn about yourself, it says take some time to think about your daily life. Take some time to think about your daily life. How is your typical mood, your appetite, your sleep routine, your social life, your physical health? 
when one or more of these things change significantly, it can be a sign of an underlying health mental concern. So if one or two of them change significantly, then it might be a health concern, like your your physical health, your appetite, your sleep routine, your mood, your energy level. It changed significantly. It may be a concern, a mental health concern. It say consider tracking your mood and energy to see if you can find any patterns. I just said that. Think about other factors that might relate to your mental health. And then it says, sometimes there is nothing you can do to change your circumstances. But being aware of your triggers, I mentioned that earlier, being aware of your triggers can help you manage your expectations and get ahead of taking care of yourself. Okay? So you have to be aware of your triggers. Very, very, very important. So what to do when you need help? I did mention one thing about like calling your doctor, um, calling your doctor and uh, talking to them. And then they may advise you uh, where to go. That's very important. And I like this number one thing before you even call a doctor. You have to admit to yourself that you are struggling. Because if you brush it off and you be like, hey, it ain't nothing, it ain't nothing. But you see the pattern, like all of this stuff, like keep happening. You keep losing your temper. You show a patient. You don't want to be around anybody now. You want to be by yourself all the time. Uh, different things, like you can't even focus in conversation. Your mind just going somewhere else. Uh, you losing weight. Uh, different things just keep happening, keep happening. Something is going on mentally, okay? All right, something is going on mentally and you have to be able to acknowledge that because until you come to yourself and acknowledge that you is having a problem, a crisis, whatever, then you can't get help because you ain't going to reach out for it. You're going to be in denial. And you, you can't get help if you're in denial. So you got to accept that, you know what? Something's going wrong with me. I need to check on this. I need to check it out. Because again, something might have happened. And you probably know that thing. Something might have happened to you as a, as a child. And it, it, it brought on this mental health condition. So, but we're going to go on. Then it says, talk to someone you trust. So we're going to acknowledge that we have something going on mentally. Then we can call a doctor. The doctor may uh, ask us some questions and then may suggest that we go to, you know, a mental health therapist or a counselor. Now, the last, uh, another one is talk to someone you trust. Okay, talk to someone that you trust. Because a lot of times you be like, they're not going to understand me. They're not going to get it. They're going to judge me. You know what? If you really want help, if you really want help, you're going to reach out to someone. Because you can't, we have to end the silence. Stop suffering in silence. And I'm telling you, if you are going to a church, now, whatever church you're going to, you should trust somebody in that church, especially your pastor. If you don't trust the pastor at your church, you don't need to go. You don't need to go. If you don't think this is a legit person, if you don't think that this person is hearing from God, you don't need to be at that church, point blank, period. So you should be able to trust your pastor to be able to come to him and be like, you know what? I'm having these thoughts. I'm behaving this way. I feel like my emotions go. I don't understand. Something is going wrong with me. Something is going wrong with me. And so be open. Be open. 
And then he can pray for you. And God will reveal things that you need to do or reveal who you need to go to. What's some steps that you can do to overcome this mental illness before it get too serious? I'm telling y'all. And then you, you may have a trusted friend. You need to talk to them. You need to talk, definitely talk to them. Okay, a trusted friend. And like, I prefer that friend to be godly. Because if the person is godly, they're going to, again, pray for you. And, and they're going to lead you in the right path. Because they love you. They care. They're seeking God. They can give you spiritual advice and, and natural advice. Okay? So, this is what I always like to say. Like a trusted godly person. Um, because, listen. And then it says... It is hard to manage, like healing can be hard to manage alone. So you need that support. You need that support. You need that support. So reach out to a trusted family member, a trusted friend, especially your pastor, because again, you watch for your soul, your elect lady, some people call her first lady, a, a church mother that you think may understand <laughs> what you're going through like or or can pray for you and even that because even when you get it out whew, it's so freeing because you got it out i'm telling you it's freeing but you don't want to go to someone that you know that a they can't offer good advice they can't point you nowhere they're not gonna be understanding okay now it says that sometimes you can't verbally get it all out you can write it down like before you go to your pastor or before you go to your elect lady or a trusted godly friend or a trusted church mother then write it down first write all your thoughts write all whatever you feeling whatever you feeling whatever you feeling whatever you've been going through some uh some things that have happened or whatever why you think this might whatever you want to write down because it helps you to collect your thoughts and then go to that person and, and tell them all about it. Whatever whatever makes you feel more comfortable. More comfortable. But you need to get it out. Do not suffer in silence. Because I promise you that the pastor, if you are going to a holiness church, that the truth is being preached, that you know this man is holy and seeking the face of the Lord, he's going to provide you counsel. Godly counsel to help you because your mental health, your physical health, all everything is important because he is a shepherd. He is a shepherd of that house. It's important. All right. It also say talk to a professional. Like I was mentioning, mental health therapist, counselor, somebody like that, because they'll advise you of recommended lifestyle changes um, and just different things that, that you can do to help you to overcome this mental health. So we need the natural and we need the spiritual because it's some natural things like we was mentioning, the exercising, the eating, and all of this, all of these type of things, the sleeping habit, all these type of things that you need to do so you can have good mental health. But anyway, that counselor, that mental health therapist will be able to walk you through some some ways that you can overcome this and um have good mental health. Glory to God. Um and then may need to walk you through some things that happen, like I said, in your childhood that you need to address. This is the number one thing. The number one thing. Talk to God. 
We need to stop pushing God out of it. You don't push God out of your mental health because, see, again, he knows all about you. He knows all about you. He wants you to prosper and be in good health. He knows all about you, how your body is wired, everything, who your mama was, your dad, everybody. He knows everything about you. So you need to talk to God. You need to talk to God. Let me read this scripture because I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, mm-mm. You got to talk to God about these situations. The Bible say, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There will we receive, there we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Hebrews 4, 16. Uh, 1 Peter 5, 7 through 8. Give all your words and cares to God. For he cares about you. He really do. He cares about every aspect of you. He cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So that's what I was telling y'all. You got to talk to God because if you don't deal with this, with God and getting it all out, with whoever, like a trust your pastor or whatever, Satan is coming in your mind. And he's going to take over. So you got to deal with this. You got you got to let it out. Let all your burdens out. Let it out. How you feel. What's going on. What happened to you. So you can be free. And the devil will not be able to hold that against you. Because that is how the devil will destroy your whole life. He will destroy your whole life. You won't be able to be an effective person. Effective saint. Effective nothing because you didn't want to address what you went through. So you got to come to God. You have to come to God and acknowledge that. That's the way God said. He said, come to my throne. Come to grace. Come, come. I'm, he's gracious. He's gracious. He's kind and compassionate. merciful. Y'all, come to Jesus. He knows. He already knows. He just wants you to come. Okay. He will help you through this. Okay. So. How can I maintain good health, okay? Creating positive habits is a great way to support your mental health when you're doing well and helps you build skills to use if you face symptoms of a mental health condition. So you got to create some positive habits, positive habits. And number one, number one, food choices and nutrition. Food choices and nutrition. The quality of food you eat can impact your overall physical and mental health. So your gut is often called the second brain and communicates with your actual brain physically through the vague, through the vagus nerve and chemically through hormones and neurotransmitters. The bacteria, viruses, and fungi that live in the gut are called the gut microbiome. Eating nutritious food is the number one thing you can do to keep your gut microbiome. Y'all forgive me if I'm pronouncing because I'm not a scientist or a doctor, but I'm reading off a, a valid source. Okay, eating nutritious foods is the number one thing you can do to keep your gut microbiome healthy and protect your brain. Okay, important nutrition for mental health is omega-3 fatty acids, omega-3 fatty acids, it's essential to brain health and reduce inflammation and risk of heart disease. B-group vitamins, 
help to regulate brain chemicals, immune functions, and amino acids. Vitamin D, important for brain function, including mood and critical thinking. Vitamin D, important for brain function, including mood and critical thinking. So omega-3 fatty acids, B-group vitamins, and vitamin D is important, important nutrients for mental health. Next thing, exercise. Staying active benefits many aspects of health and can prevent physical and mental health symptoms from worsening. So get your exercise on. It's a 15 minutes of, in, of intense exercise at a time, 10 times a week. So 15 minutes of intense exercise at a time, 10 times a week, will get you the recommended amount of physical activity. I was like, wow, I wonder if I do this. I don't know. <laughs> I guess being a school teacher, maybe, maybe not. It might not be considered intense. But I was like, wow, I didn't know I needed 15 minutes of intense exercise 10 times a week. Uh, and then it say just one hour of exercise per week can help prevent symptoms of depression. So uh, one hour of exercise per week can help prevent symptoms of depression. So you want to choose activities that are easy to work into your life because don't commit or get involved in the exercise that you know that you're not going to do. So like for me, I have a playground, not a playground, but well, a playground and a, um, not a track. I don't know what you would call it. Uh, something that you walk around that you can walk, you can walk around it and exercise. I do have that. And it's right. It's like walking distance from me. So I could go there if I wanted to get my 15 minutes of intense exercise. <laughs> and so it's different things. Whatever that you need to do. They said that you can exercise while watching a movie. Some people might want to do that. Exercise while watching a movie or your favorite show. Um, walking a dog. Certain things like that. Whatever. However you can fit it in. To like to make it easy to work into your life, that's what you need to do. Don't don't get nothing that's hard for you to do because you definitely ain't gonna exercise. Some people like to actually go to a um a, a gym, you know, have a gym type membership. Uh, do that. Whatever you can do, but exercise is necessary. Um, sleep. It's a your health heavily depends on how rested you are. Sleep plays a role in your moods ability to learn and make memories, organ health, immune system, and other, other bodily functions like appetite, metabolism, and hormone release. It also helps the body re-energize its cells and clear out toxins. So sleep is very important. It said quality sleep means being asleep for 85% of the time you are in bed or more. Being asleep for 85% of the time you are in bed or more. Falling asleep in under 30 minutes. Waking up no more than once per night for no longer than 20 minutes. So are we getting quality sleep for tonight? Being, so again, being asleep for 85% of the time you are in bed or more. Falling asleep in under 30 minutes. Waking up no more than once per night for no longer than 20 minutes. Okay, stress management is one. Um, you have to be able to relieve your stress the right way. Uh, identifying coping skills. 
Coping skills are activities or strategies you can use to reduce or tolerate tough feelings. So you have to identify coping skills. And they were saying like, you can call a buddy, you know, a friend. Um, you can work out. That can be one of your coping skills. People have different coping skills. You have to, it has to be based on you as a person. It varies from person to person. And so these are the things that I like to call spiritual disciplines, especially to my people that are saved. Um, I believe if you practice these spiritual disciplines, um, it will help you to cope through these feelings. It will help to reduce or tolerate these feelings. Number one, pray daily. Pray daily. I mentioned that you talking to God, he talking to you. So you can keep your mental health good. Fasting. Fasting, yes. It makes you more spiritual, which you need to be. And so it's killing off some things that's not like God in your life. It's helping you to become closer to God, more sensitive to God's spirit. Um, you you need to fast. Re-meditate, re-meditate, re-meditate on a holy word of God, the holy scriptures. I promise you, the scriptures bring life to you. It will bring life to you. And I'm telling y'all, whatever mental health you're dealing with, it will help you. But you have to let it help you. Now, this is th- this is on top of you doing some other natural things because we still in the natural body, still doing some natural things because, again, you have to deal with it. Don't ignore that you have a mental illness. You have to deal with that just like you would deal with a physical illness. So we're going to go on. But read and meditate. It keeps your mind elevated. Okay? So read and meditate on the Holy Scriptures because the Holy Scriptures are um, it's life-changing. Again, go to church regularly. Go to church regularly because I know in COVID, like it had cut us off from going to church as normally we, as we normally would. But I'm telling y'all to, the Bible say, hold on, Hebrews 10, 25, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some do, but encourage one another. So while you at church, you should be, Lord have mercy, you should be encouraging one another especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So when you come to church, that's why you don't neglect meeting together with the body of Christ. You need that community. You need that support. Am I saying everybody in the church building is a part of the body of Christ? I am not saying that because that's not the case. But when you come you don't neglect the meeting because it's community and it is some people in this church that can and will encourage you in your walk with God. And you're going to need that, especially if you have a mental health condition or you are at risk of having a mental health condition. You need the body of Christ. We all need, we need each other so we can all stay mentally sane because it's so much happening in this in this world and i'm telling you some things might trigger certain things to come back in your mind but if you had a body of christ you hun bro it's okay you're going to get through this you're going to get through this um you want to go out to eat you want to do this you want to do that you connection is very important okay so don't forsake meeting together 
even the more as we see the day of the Lord approaching. It's good for your physical, your mental, your mental health. Listen to uplifting and gospel music. Listen to uplifting and gospel music. If you had a trauma of watching somebody get shot to death, why are why would you listen to rap music, RB, or whatever with those kind of lyrics? It makes no sense. And again, sometimes people, if you're a child, you watch me, you can't help around the surround you hearing gunshots and all of this. Why would you deliberately listen to that kind of music? You're making it worse on yourself. You need to fill your mind with positive and uplifting music. Positive, uplifting gospel music, preferably. And I said on another episode, I love gospel music because a lot of time it is just rehearsing scripture back to me. They just singing it, but they be using some verses from scriptures. I'm like, yes, it's so uplifting. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. And so y'all know in the Bible that um King David, before you know, King David, he played. Went before he was king, but David played music for King Saul um, in the Bible because something was tormenting him. And so I'm telling y'all, music is powerful. Don't never underestimate how powerful music is. And it was meant to glorify God, but the devil took it and meant it for something bad. So that's why you be like, you know what? I'm already suffering mentally. Why am I about to listen to some music and the blues? What? I don't even understand why people want to listen to blues because you want to feel sorry for yourself even the most. Why would you listen to that? You already suffering mentally. So you need to listen to music that's going to get you out the funk, funk, F-U-N-K, that you are in, F-U-N-K, that you are in. So I'm telling y'all, be careful and mindful of the music that you are listening to. Now, be mindful of what you look at. You had traumatic experience or a, it could have been an accident. It could have been, like I said, somebody getting shot. It could have been you getting molested. Why are you watching this stuff on TV over and over? It might trigger something in you. Leave that mess alone. Be careful of what you are looking at. Especially pornography. Why are you watching this? It don't make sense. It's getting into your system. You already had issues with this. Stop watching the pornography. It's not going to help your depression. It's not going to help anything that you are going through. Your anxiety? No. It's going to make things worse. Stop watching the pornography. Be careful what you're looking at. Even social media. Because I'm telling you, this can be a problem, a trigger. Because you already wasn't accepted by people. Maybe your mother, your mother just gave you away your mother didn't want you like she didn't she just didn't want you and you already had problems with rejection you already have problems with rejection so sometimes you got to be careful of your social media intake and and you got to sometimes be mentally strong because everybody is not going to accept you a lot of people might not accept you but you got to know who you are as a person. You got to be confident in who you are. Like, I don't give, I don't care. I don't care. Like, I don't care. I don't give a care about anybody, about anybody thoughts, negative, about anybody negative thoughts about me when I know who I am in Christ. And so 
and he made all of us. And that's how you need to be. Like they're not going to accept, they, they, they might not accept what you post. They might not accept your picture. Who cares? I know I'm beautiful. I know I'm gorgeous, but I'm saying I'm fearfully and wonderfully made by God. You don't got to like my post. You don't got to share. If that's not what you want to do, you don't got to accept what I'm saying. But see, it's some things that you got to understand. I'm made by God. I'm called by God. I'm living this life based on who God wants me to be. I, uh, uh, I'm a representative of God. And so you got to know some of, some of the devil's agents and some people that's not willing to accept truth and some people that might be going through different issues themselves. They might not be ready to accept the message. They might not understand the message, but maybe by and by they will. But when it comes to your picture, you didn't post it. Mm -mm. Don't care. You post them because this is how this is me. I'm presenting me. I'm not presenting me. When I'm saying I'm presenting me, the I'm presenting the God in me, but I'm presenting me as who I am in God. So I'm not trying to present me and God to please you. I'm presenting me and God to please God. So whether you like me or not, I'm still good. But if you don't have a positive mental mindset, if you don't have a positive mental mindset, you ain't gonna you gonna be depressed because who they ain't like my picture, who they didn't share my post, all this and all that. But guess what? They see in it. You got some haters too. You gotta know this. But if you ain't confident in yourself. Do you always be trying to change yourself or you start getting depressed because they don't accept you for who you are? No, you have to accept you for who you are and know that God accepts you for who you are. Now you be the best blessed version of yourself at all times. Don't conform to how people want you to be. You be the best version of yourself. Either they're going to accept you or reject you. It's fine. Because if you can't acknowledge my value, you got to go anyway. It don't matter to me. So that's how you have to be. My my worth. You can't acknowledge my worth. It, it's fine. So you got to be you regardless of the the um regardless of the criticisms, regardless of the acceptance or rejection. You got to be you in God. Be the best you in God. Okay. Now it says um build a support system. Having people in your life who you relate to and can lean on goes a long way in improving your mood and general well-being. Humans are social beings and our brains are wired to seek connection. Having people to support you during times of hardship protects your long-term mental health. So it says find your people because again, everybody's not going to accept you. I realized this in the church building. I realized this places that I go, you you have to find people that genuine, genuinely care about you, that genuinely want to see you win, that gen, genuinely show they want you to win. Because you have people that are like, I love you, I'm praying for you, but I, ne I, I don't never hear you say encouraging words, or I barely, you barely say encouraging words, or you barely, you're barely supportive, or, or you're like, how, how, no. And I'm trying to be the person that can relate to anyone, but certain people you relate to better than others, but we have to have people in our life that want to see us win, 
that we trust, that's going to motivate us, that's going to encourage us, that's going to support us. But that is not, that is not going to make excuses for a mental health illness we may have. And when I say that, like, if you know this person has depression, no, honey, you can come out of it. Like, you don't have to stay in it. Like, like you as a, a support person is going to offer you hope. And a lot of times people that have different mental health conditions, they shy away from the help. And again, they isolate or they be around people that is going to that is going to cover up their mental health illness instead of helping them through the mental health illness. And then you have people that have a mental health illness that will connect with other people that are dysfunctional so they can feel comfortable and never overcome their mental health illness. You can't be that way. You need to find your people that's going to encourage you, support you, and coach you out of this thing. And yes, you can do it. Like, there is hope. I'm here for you when you need to talk. Even if you just want to talk and you just want to hear me, you just want me to listen. I am here, but I'm not going to let you feel sorry for yourself. You have to come out of, you got to come out of this. Like, of course, sometimes you're going to feel bad, but you, you can't stay there because you are great and you have so many things on earth and, and you, you are, there's so many things that you got to do. So you can't stay in this funk if you and K, because somebody probably going to say that I was trying to curse. Oof. You're going to stay like this if you don't see a future. No, there is a hope. There is today and you got to, it's a daily thing, daily thing. If you're feeling this way, okay, sweet, I understand. I understand, but come on. Come on, let's do this. Okay, you want to do this or do that? Or I can just be here. Be here for you. But you need somebody that's going to support you during the times of hardship. Okay, and so you can connect with people that have shared hobbies and interests. Um, Consider community service or volunteering. I always find, like, I find it so freeing and, and it really encouraged me when I'm doing community service and volunteering. I do. Now, it, it just depends on what you do. Now, I'm not saying I have a mental health issue. I'm saying I'm trying to keep my mental health right. So, again, certain people I don't click up with because, no, at this time in life, y'all, you got to have a peace of mind. You got to do what's good for your mental health and mm-mm. So connect, find your people, focus on quality relationships. Like you don't have to have a whole lot of friends. You can have a few friends or just one friend that you really connect with and you trust. That's fine. But you trust them and you connect with them. And so they're there in the time of need. Or you can have a few friends that you trust with and connect with. But find your people and build up that support system. Build that up so when you start to get these feelings or moods or emotions, you have someone you can die, die, die. Let me call. Let me call him. Let me call him. Let me call my buddy. Or even it's like, look, you know, like I say, I just need you to listen. Or I just need you to pray for me. Or 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 can we go out? Or you can tell them that like whatever you need to tell them that will make you feel let's exercise together or whatever. Let's do this. And so the buddy will understand because they'll be like, oh yes, 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 because maybe they're going through something. They need my help and they just, yes, I'm going to help. So you got, you don't want to find people that be like, oh, they calling again. It's them again. Uh-uh. 
We are here to work you through whatever mental health illness you are going to, but you have to be willing to overcome it and not make excuses. And I know, like I'm saying, like, I'm not saying you made excuses of you have a traumatic experience. I'm saying you saying, oh, I'm feeling this way. I don't want anybody. I don't want anybody else. You can't do that. We got to help you because we are meant for human connection. Break the silence. End the silence. Tell somebody that you trust. It's okay. But anyway, you got to make sure that you're not being around things that trigger you. And if something did, like, by chance, trigger you, you got to know how to come back. And that's why I was saying, that's what a prayer, fast, and reading your word, listening to gospel music, it it helps you, it helps you to overcome even the triggers. Like, if something triggers you, you can jump back and be like, oh, no, you know, I shall live. I am joyful. I love the Lord. God loves me. God cares for me. I can get through this. It's okay. It's okay. I can get through this with God. No, I can, I can overcome. No, or you say, I am an overcomer. Okay, so we can have good mental health. We can have good mental health, but you have to be deliberate, deliberate about this. You can't ignore it. You can't go to church and just, like I said, dance and flip over the benches and just be so involved in church that you're not dealing with your mental health. I'm telling you, it's very important. It's very, very, very important. So I pray that this bless someone, but you have to take care of you. And that includes everything, your mental mental and physical health. You have to be, again, deliberate about these things. You have to address it. And you have to work through ways, you know, had those coping, they said, identify coping skills and management skills and having a support system and getting the right sleep and getting the right nutrition and getting the right exercise. You have to be deliberate about what you do so you can maintain good mental health. Like me, I'm deliberate. Certain people is not about to speak in my ears because it's so negative and it's detrimental to my purpose on earth. And so I'm like, no, I got to stay mentally sane. I'm not about to receive. I'm not about to be around you. I know what my purpose is. So some people, I'm like, I got to tune you out or I'm not going to be around you for a long period of time because, because I keep my mental health. God want me to prosper even as my, um, you want me to be in good health and uh-uh, I'm going to make sure I'm in good health. Yup. I love you. I do. But I recognize that you either might be a messenger of Satan or you just understand. You don't understand me. So you got to go because I'm not going to change me to please you. You got me messed up. So you got to be confident in yourself. You got to protect your mental health because it is important be be mindful like of all the things that I've been saying because Satan Satan is trying to attack us in any area that he can saved or unsaved and sometimes like I said when you have these different conditions and you don't address them that is when Satan can come in and overtake you that's why you must be connected to a true body of Christ and when you get in there, connect with people that can encourage and support you, talk to your pastor, talk to trusted mothers, but you must, you must not hide the fact that you went through certain things and now it's causing you to act mentally because God, do, God want you to be in good mental health. Okay. So y'all need to remember, I believe I read all my scriptures again, that 
Oh, yes. Uh, iron sharpens iron. And this means, yes, this is about your friends. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens and influence another through discussion. Proverbs 27, 17. That's what I was saying. You need to be around people that's going to sharpen you. Not people that's going to make you dull. Not people that's going to let you stay dull. But people that's going to sharpen you like, ooh, yes. You can do it. You can come out of this. And so they, they're telling you ways to overcome. Or like I said, they're just being a listening ear. Or however. But they're not going to allow you to to be overcome with your illness. They want you to overcome your illness. But anyway, y'all, and the Bible also was saying like how they fellowshiped in the Bible. That's Acts 2, 4, and 6. Like they broke bread and that's why community is very important. So I pray, like I said, that this encouraged someone. I know it's kind of lengthy, but you need to know that your mental health matters and you need to take care of your mental health don't be ashamed in the silence, in the silence. Get it out, get it out. But we are here to support you and we love you. And as I like to always mention, I am a member at the City of Refuge Church located in Batesville, Mississippi, under the leadership of Pastor Calvin C. Wally Sr. Okay, and you are welcome to come. That is not my husband. That is my father. I am now joyfully single. So... Won't be for long, glory to God. We claim it that in the name of Jesus Christ. But anyway, under the leadership of Pastor Bishop Calvin C. Wally Sr. And you are welcome to attend our church on Wednesday nights at 7, Sunday, Sunday school at 945, morning worship at 1130 a.m. And you can reach me. If you need to message me, please, Lord, if you have suicidal thoughts or if you need more information about mental health or you need to know how to be saved, because I'm telling you, Jesus is a mighty deliverer and he will help you through it on top of the treatments that you may be getting or, or on top of the um the different the terminology I get stuck on, the different um things that you may have to do, the process uh, that you may have to go through. Jesus is there with you because he's the only one that can heal and cure you. Glory to God. And so I'm telling you, if you need any encouragement, support, someone to talk to, uh, you can reach me on at Takiya Wally, T-I-K-I-A, last name W-I-L-E-Y, first name T-I-K-I-A, last name W-I-L-E-Y, and on Instagram at Holy Lady T, Holy Lady T, H-O-L-Y-L-A-D-Y-T. H-O-L-Y-L-A-D-Y-T. And if you are a child on here and you hear me on tonight and somebody has did something to you, touched you in the wrong way, molested you, raped you, do not be ashamed to tell your parents. I don't care if there was somebody in the church. Don't you be ashamed to go tell your parents what then happened. And if your parents don't believe you, perhaps you need to go to the police because you don't deserve to be mistreated in this kind of way or go to a trusted adult that you know that is going to believe what you are saying. Glory to God. If your parents are doing these type of things to you and you go to a holy church and you trust somebody there, you open up your mouth and say something. Open up your mouth and say something because you don't deserve to be abused physically, sexually, verbally, any kind of way. No, you don't deserve that. So you need to tell in the silence and tell. Because I'm telling you, some things like some, some children have got beat to death. Some, some, some children have bled out. So, so I'm telling you, get you the necessary help of a trusted to a trusted adult. God will lead you where you need to go. You 
if you feel a gut and feel like this person is not for me, okay, don't tell them. Tell somebody that you trust and we will get the necessary help that you need. But don't don't cover it up. I don't care if it's a family member. Don't cover it up. In the silence, tell a trusted adult um, or somebody that you go to church with that you trust or police somebody. Glory to God. Well, I pray again that this was a blessing to y'all. And again, please remember that there are still some holy women. I'm one of them. Some holy men of God. My father, which is the bishop, is one of them. Because I promise you, if he wasn't, I wouldn't be on here trying to represent him or say tell anybody about him. But no, no, no. I, I have never in the 38 years I've been alive heard any any report about him molesting, sexually molesting, or do anything to the women or the boys. So, glory to God. I, I pray that everyone will have a blessed night. Glory to God. And I'm going to end this. Peace out.